0: Welcome back to the podcast. We've got a really exciting episode for you guys today. We have two interviews from major NFL prospects, guys who have intercepted Trevor Lawrence, taken it to the house several times in front of the home faithful here, and uh, we have Max. Going to start us off right now with uh, what he does best:
1: some NFL sports picks. I, I Have, right have a couple of college in there too. Uh, first, want to say thank. Sorry for the late release on the. Uh, first episode that was filmed on Monday, but we could we had some technical difficulties, couldn't get out for a little bit, but we appreciate all the support that we got. Um, I believe we're almost at 300 views now with that episode, and now I'm kind of realizing we're a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera, and this pot, we're so excited for this episode.
0: We got some big
1: interviews going we do. Today. We
0: do have some big interviews, and... All I'll say is we got a we got a couple of uh, NFL NFL former NFL player possibilities not to spoil anything but could happen we're hoping so so
1: F- future's bright Stay we pre- tuned. prepared a lot for this Stay episode tuned. right here
0: especially patriots
1: fans will like this one um, all right max okay let's get into it all right uh Thursday night football kind of a snooze fest got the jets uh, at the colts i like the jets plus 10 and a half if it was nine and a half, I wouldn't like it as much. Um, I think Mike White, what he kind of proved last week is that he can keep them into a close game. And the Colts lost a little bit momentum after the brutal overtime loss versus yeah. the Titans. Yeah, that's true. I, I, like I said, plus 10 and a half, the Jets. The Colts will probably win by seven. So here's my thing with the Jets, and
0: 10 and a half is a ton of points, obviously. My only concern with the Jets is they are totally capable of losing by fucking 40 points. Might have to like,
1: like that. Like they did versus the Pats. Uh, yes, and
0: we've all seen them go out there. I mean, besides the Patriots, I guess, I mean, they lost to the Falcons, kept it close there. Um, what are the, Who are their other losses this year?
1: Can't remember, but they, they did beat two good teams. They've
0: beaten two good teams. The Colts, we know the Colts are... I'd like to consider them a top fifteen team in the league. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Top record
1: know, doesn't show it.
0: Probably like 13, 14 is probably right where they're about. So, are they capable of smoking the Jets? Absolutely. But if Magic White Lightning, decides, Magic White, light. wow! If he decides to show, <coughs> if he decides to show up and actually play like he has been or like he did his last his nickname now, it's my nickname for him. I, I, I saw they put uh, uh, what they call him, White Lightning on. On the New York Post, and then it says, "So that's what we got for
1: there." That's what media does best—they overhype. That's true. Jets plus ten and a half. Uh, Next game, Texans plus six and and a half. Texans plus six and a half. I would buy a half a point here if your book allows you to to make it seven. But Tyrod Taylor's back. Dolphins, after this whole trade deadline thing with Deshaun Watson and Tua looking. Not like a number three pick, was it? I think so. Uh, The team is just all over the place. They want to trade their best quarterback. Couldn't find him a destination. They still got Brandon Cooks, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't know many other players because they're (laughs) not that great. But the Texans have... Tyrod's not playing, is he? He is. He's back. That's why. I think... If it was... If it was uh, Davis Mills, I was going to say, everybody's, everybody is hating on Davis Mills.
0: I don't, like, I completely think he's a rookie in a horrible situation. I don't think he, like, sucks, sucks. Like, I really, yeah. I think that's a guy who could good. have an NFL career for sure. All I
1: got to say is good thing he wasn't drafted first or second round because then his expectations would be there. Yeah. And he wouldn't be able to exceed them. Texans plus six and a half. Dolphins win by four or less. Uh, Next game. Hammer down. Next game. Cowboys minus 10. Uh, if you are into sports betting, you know. Cowboys are 7-0 and 0 against the spread. They got the they Broncos. Uh, at home, Dak Prescott back. Cowboys looking like one of the best teams. Dispute me there, if not the best team. Um, for sure. I mean, just what they've done lately and this year against the spread. I don't know how you can take them because the Broncos... Have always been known for their great defense. You know who was at the lead of that defense for a long time, especially in their Super Bowl year? Big Vaughn. Big Vaughn Miller. You know where he is now?
0: He's gone. He's at the Rams. He's he's in LA.
1: He's in LA. Give me Cowboys minus 10. 10 points is a lot.
0: I don't give a shit. Like, you can smoke smoke a team and end up winning by, like, 8 or 9 points if it gets weird. Was it 10.5? Is that 10. It's 10. No,
1: it's straight 10. That's why I like it. If
0: it's 10.5, so. I don't know. Because I could. And I can see that pushing honestly, but Broncos Teddy B's back. He's
1: playing right. I don't care if he is or not. <laughs> Teddy B's my favorite player in the league, but I don't think it makes a difference to that offense. Yeah, I mean uh, they get they got great weapons too. They got Tim Patrick. But they're just they're just oh, coming the off mess. a win last week. Could they beat last week? Probably some bad team. Next game, one of my locks, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm doing this. But one of my locks is against my own team. This is how unconfident and unfaithful I am in the Minnesota Vikings organization. Give me Rams minus five and a half. Oh yeah. Give me Rams by thirty. Yeah. Not actually. Uh, I nah, can't. Maybe. Uh, I might. I, I, would, I would probably bet the minus eight. I'm not gonna let, lie, let's either. just say Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Sh- um, Mike Tomlin. Some of the great coaches that are in the league now, yeah, go up and look, go look up their numbers when they're coming off a bye. We all know Belichick's numbers off a bye, but these other great coaches, Andy Reid. Andy Reid's so good off a bye. Mm-hmm. To have these made days to um, make a game plan yeah. against the terrible Minnesota Vikings, five and a half is not much at home as well. This could this could turn ugly, even though the Vikings have proven that they can stay in every game. Um, they've only had one game where it's been a blowout and they, they beat the Seahawks pretty handily, but they usually stay in it close. However, after the game versus the Cowboys, I think it's kind of fallen off for them and they, they need to figure some stuff out. But Ravens by 10. Patriots minus four, not to make Teddy happy. But because they impressed me last week versus the Chargers. Uh why don't you tell the Sam Darnold quote? Rob Ninkovich just DM'd
0: me. I'm on a train to New York, bud. Continue.
1: What what's what's the quote? Famous quote by Sam Darnold. When he when he is for the teens. Ghost out there.
0: So what he liked to say. versus last time that last time New England saw him, so and then they tried to get Zach Wilson with it too. The first game, they, the reporters asked him, "Wasn't like you're seeing Ghost out there?" He goes, "No, no, not at all." That was when he threw four picks. No, but listen, but Zach Wilson. Bill Belichick, Sam Darnold. Bill Belichick is going to eat Sam Darnold for breakfast, like he has throughout his entire career. Sam Darnold hasn't beaten <coughs> Belichick one time. He's got, I don't know, I want to say six or seven cracks at it. Hasn't won once. Uh, he's a big reason why we've beaten these guys for the past six years. Bill Belichick knows Sam Darnold like the back of his hand. Um this defense does Jamie Collins, Collins, uh Kyle Van Noy, Hightower, McCordy, JC Jackson, these guys, I think they're gonna rip him to shreds. What did you say? What's your tra- Minus four?
1: Minus four. I'm also trying to think of this, a more inconsistent.
0: This could be a thirty-point win.
1: Wait, I'm saying? also trying to think of a more inconsistent team in the league than than the Panthers. However, that and
0: defense is that defense is Oh, it's it's good. it's dirt.
1: Bro, Panther's especially with C.J. Henderson, the quarterback out Florida. And Gilmore, bro. And he's Gilmore. Just, he's dirty, bro. Yes. Gilmore's really good. I agree. Good. And Stale. that defense could, because the Patriots offense are still trying to find themselves, they have the pieces, and Mac Jones is getting better Top every 10 week. offensive team. That defense could give some trouble, so I see why the line is where it's at. But it's Bill Belichick for Sam Darnold. Give me two words. Bill Belichick, baby. All right. Next game. <laughs> Jigs plus 14 and a half. You know why? He meant to say Jags. He's just from North Dakota. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we say supper, not dinner. All right. All uh, right. 14.5. Notice the point five. That's why I took them. One of my shaky picks because it's against the Bills and the Jags. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. But the Jags, Thurban Meyer. That's a lot of points in the NFL. And you know why it's a lot? Because it's versus the Bills, who have gotten these numbers a lot lately. And have been hovering around the number, but usually won't hit. Just say they beat these bad teams pretty handily. But sometimes they'll have those closer games. And it's at the Jags. Um, I, I, li- I like the .5. If it was 13.5, forget it. Two touchdowns isn't that bad. Um, I think the Bills win by 10 or less. And Jags cover. Bengals minus two and a half. Fuck Baker Mayfield, that's why.
0: So Bengals minus two and a half. One of my locks.
1: Hammer the Bengals minus two and a half. Hammer the money line at the Bengals. Can I say one thing before you Go ahead. Before you chip in here. Um good quarterbacks, like Joe Burrow is proving to be, don't like to be embarrassed. I was that team. was my point.
0: You don't lose to the Jets and come back and lose again. Do you probably understand what practice was like at that outdoor facility? Because the Bengals are the only team Zach in the Taylor's NFL ripping into the, the players. And the only team in the NFL without an indoor facility. It's cold. It's probably really <coughs> rainy as shit. They're out there. They're coming off a loss to the Chiefs. There's not one joke being cracked at practice. Those guys are literally. So, yes, I, I ex- completely expect them to come out. Browns are struggling. That's also one thing that Odo always. Odell Beckham
1: Jr. is probably in Malibu Wait, somewhere. Can we, can we talk about OBJ for one second? that situation where Kevin Stefanski said, get home, go away, get away from the team. He said that? Yes, he's I off was, the team.
0: All I saw was he He said to the rest of the team, OBJ is essentially not
1: on the team. He told OBJ, go home. And I love it! OBJ, free yourself up like LeBron said, and get to a Bear team, because the Browns will always disappoint you. He's covering the
0: Pats. Oh, what you
1: said about the Bengals practice cracking no-jokes? On the flippity flip, the Jets are probably Fair. throwing a party and they could go into tonight and get absolutely oh, throttled Dude, what happened
0: because to- they're in cloud nine right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe we got them after they beat.
1: No, we didn't. No, it was two weeks after. two the weeks Titans. after. All right. Bengals minus two and a half. Falcons plus six versus, versus the Saints. These divisional games in the AFC South, have you noticed how close they are? Like the Bengals, or sorry, who's the Bucks getting, and the Saints. Trevor Simeon starting. And that's why Falcon. Give me Maddie Ice. Two words. Maddie. They get, they get six points. Say ice. Ice. Maddie I mean, Ice versus Trevor.
0: Simeon. Simeon. Give me, a, uh,
1: They're getting six points in that game? I think they're gonna win. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't care if the Saints beat the Bucs. The Bucs always have, or the last two years, they've always had those little iffy games. Like, versus the Bears last year, versus the Saints the last three times they've played them. Yeah. Who cares? I don't think the Saints are good at all. Uh, I also...
0: Me too. I I think the Saints are a team that could just end up being horrible the rest of the year, and they were just good to start it out. These
1: odds are also probably really good. Give me Falcons, my line, even though it's at the Saints, and that's a tough environment to Yeah, throw it. Save your pennies on that one, but... I love plus six. Yeah, no, that's plus awesome. Plus six. Uh, coming up on one well, of my locks, not this one, but Raiders minus three. Raiders are 2-0 and o without John Gruden. Um, it really hurts to not have a deep threat with Henry Ruggs. We'll get to that later. Um, but give me Derek Carr seven days a week and twice on Sunday over Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. It. How many Out on? of Duke when he got drafted top ten. I was like, well, that's a mistake.
0: How many are they getting? Three. Three versus Giants.
1: I think... So the here's my thing. I think the, the Raiders... don't like to
0: win, but they don't like to get... They don't like to lose by that much either. By three? Yes, but they could also completely just be up by one and have somebody kick the goal. And also betting on the Raiders right now, they can either come out and have such an inspired performance due to all the controversy that they're going through, or the locker room could just be absolutely, you know, horrible this week. Everybody's obviously dealing with the emotion of having a player of yours go through that, you know, deal with everything. So you don't know how that team's going to come out and perform. I think it's either one, I think they're either going to look really bad or way better than expected. And they came out uh, pretty good after the John Gruden. Uh, incident
1: what, what are the Giants playing for right now they're
0: three f- they two and five two and six what are they
1: yeah two and six they're what are they playing six. for they're not it's what are p- the Raiders playing for but it's Henry Ruggs but and they're at the top third division
0: but it's too early to say that the Giants aren't playing anything if this was week uh 12. Eleven, I would say maybe you're right, and the, the intensity won't be there. This point I'd say the, season, the urgency point is of the more. This season, on you can ratings. get up to six and six still. They have six losses, and they know that, and coaches know that, and they still coach like that, with the fact that like we can go 500, or you can't go 500 in the NFL anymore, 17 games, but you get the point. It's w- not done yet. So I think, and the Giants are a scrappy team. Like, at least in, you know. Yeah, the, I
1: want to say Darren Waller's back though, which is. He is back. So all right, let's move on. Move on. My biggest. Camera, my biggest lock of the week. Chargers minus one and a half and money line. Put, give me my life savings on that game. Uh, versus the Eagles, who are probably like I quoted earlier on cloud nine after beating the one of the worst teams we've ever seen, the Detroit Lions by. Ooh, I didn't think 40 for the Detroit points. Lions were
0: gonna be this bad at all.
1: Who, who cares if the Eagles just blew out the Lions? Come on, Chargers minus one and a half. You think Justin Herbert, as good of a quarterback as he is, is going to have three bad performances in a row? Probably not. Nope, I don't. Chargers minus one and a half, money line, whatever you have to do. Love that game. Uh, Moving on. So, as I've quoted him a lot now, but as Colin Cowherd would say, why is Vegas drooling over the Chiefs? They're 5-15 and 15 against the spread in their last 20 games. Mahomes hasn't even pr- proven to be a great quarterback this year. The defense is letting up points to give me a college team. Um, the, I, I think it kind of has to do, I, I love 7.5. If it was 6.5, I wouldn't like it as much. But I I think I'm a little biased towards Jordan Love. I hate the Packers, but I think Jordan Love, this is like his one shot, especially because next year with Aaron Rodgers leaving, Mm -hmm. uh, he could prove that he could be the franchise quarterback. If he plays a really good game, this could build some momentum for him and the team. I think the Packers are way better of a team than the Chiefs, especially right now in this season. I think the Chiefs will still clean it up before the end of the season. Listen, I don't – I'm not
0: super confident in... Devontae Adams is
1: back, right? They're all back.
0: So I'm not super confident in Jordan Love's ability to put up points. Even if the Chiefs screw around and throw their picks and let up points, whatever, I still know that they're going to put up 26, 27, 28 just because they're going to scramble and find a way to do it, even though they won't be good teams throwing picks and stuff, but they will still put up those point numbers.
1: If Jordan Love, I don't know if he can get there. So... But I still have Chiefs winning by a touchdown or less. Key a touchdown. They can win by seven. If they win by eight, so I'm you scared. have. But they could win by seven. What are you taking here? Packers plus seven and a half.
0: Okay, yeah. But but I Chief, like, I, I, li- like I like the Chiefs to win. I don't I thought you were taking them to win and I was gonna say No,
1: especially at the Chiefs. No, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. I
0: think you're right, and I think this is probably when they get rolled and the Chiefs not get two wins in a row here. But have you seen day. the
1: remaining schedule? Hardest in the league? Really. Oh my gosh. It's brutal. Um Yeah, it's hard
0: until they become good again <coughs> and no team is hard anymore, but we'll see.
1: I'm getting sicker. Cough is bad. Uh San Fran money line. Um their Arizona is minus one right now, and it's telling Vegas is telling us kind of like they did with the Cowboys last week that Kyler won't be starting. Um, it's moving in that direction, and if you're the Cardinals, I don't know why you would start Kyler anyways because why risk it when you guys are what six and two? And I I really like San Fran money line because I don't know. What the Cardinals? I don't know who the backup is, but what the Cardinals are without Kyler, I a good quarterback is obviously makes a team great, but especially on the Cardinals when I don't believe in their team other than that guy leading the ship, mm-hmm. and San Fran had Jimmy G. You don't believe in the Cardinals? No. T.
0: Hop? No. No. James Jimmy Conner? G.
1: What? James Connor runs angry. I, I I love watching him play, but keep going. Uh, Jimmy G. Hate on all you want. I've told the whole floor 10 this a lot of times. I'm a fan of Jimmy G because he wins games. He does. He's nothing special. He took them to the Super Bowl. Well, the defense did too. But he wins a lot of games, Yeah. especially especially at home, even though they got embarrassed by the Colts yeah. at home. Um, I like San Fran, my line there. Obviously, if Kyler starts, I don't like it, but I don't think he will. Rams my minus seven and a half. I don't like the point .5. I would buy a half a point if I was allowed to. But the Rams are only getting better with the addition of Von Miller. Um, Titans, right? Yeah, the Titans losing Derrick Henry, and I think it's gonna be at the Rams. Well, yeah, I think it's at the Rams. Sunday Night Football, this one could get ugly, honestly. Without that run game, I don't know how much Tannehill can do against the Rams defense. Listen. He's a very, he's yeah. a good quarterback. And, and, and
0: when Cooper Cup gets going is when that team wins games by a lot of they,
1: points. They do not care about the spread. They will beat you by 30.
0: Yeah, they don't care. They're not trying to be nice.
1: If the Titans' defense was good, it's fine. If it was good to great, I'd be a little, and I still don't like 7.5 a, a lot just because it's a primetime game. It could could get really close, and 7.5 and is kind of a scary number, but I like Rams minus 7.5. <coughs> All right, Steelers minus six and a half. <coughs> Pretty good home team. Um, Vers- ver- versus a team that looks, versus the Bears. Justin Fields one week has great play calls from Matt Nagy. I could see them, I could see them, yeah. And the next week just Not great. gets sacked 18 times and throws for 14 interceptions and two yards. I like,
0: it, I like the Steelers to beat up on this team. Just I like six and a, a half. Better, it's a veteran team. And However, that's kind of what happens with these No matter where the teams are Even though the, the um, Bears don't look that bad And the Steelers don't look that good When it comes to like veteran coaches Veteran teams playing these younger teams Even if they're kind of not that far It seems like That's where you'll see that experience and age Where the Steelers should probably just dog them at. But you said that at home? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that
1: Still the Steelers offense Is like 27th in the league Ooh, That's not good Nah, Big Ben is... He's ready to be retired. Yeah, he's on on his way out. All right. Raider... I I got three over-unders, and then I got two... I'll just go through these quickly. But three over-unders. I like Raiders, Giants, under 47. Uh, Gut feeling there. Vikings, Ravens, over 49, because those offenses can put some points. Bengals, Browns, under 47. Divisional game, and Browns will never be able to score with the quarterback named... Baker Baker money maker. How about how about Baker Baker shitty quarterback and needs to BL the NFL? Nah, sorry. How about right. that one? Um, over swing. 49 for Auburn versus Texas a and I was going through the college football games and jaw dropped to the ground when I saw 49 for an SEC game. Auburn, Texas A&M. Bo Nix and Auburn can put up some points. Texas A&M Can pull up some points. They beat Bama. Ohio State, Nebraska, under 65. Those are my picks. Moving on. Don't put your life savings on it. I I do have a good track record. but
0: This is an announcement and a disclaimer. Any picks that you may hear on this show, you are not being told or influenced to use them. These are just in fact. What my co-host believes will happen here's what I like to say you are in charge of your own money
1: and your bank account here's what I like to say (laughs) go ahead um I don't know if a lot of people like making money but if you do like making money
0: you ride with the dog ride with the dog all right off of betting now what should we get into
1: do you want to talk about Henry Ruggs situation
0: ah I guess we got it like how do we not cover that so listen in terms of the henry ruggs things you can give your thoughts after it's i saw a video this morning of Derek carr uh saying
1: oh i love this Derek
0: character. carr saying well a few things that he said i don't think i was about to say, i know what you're thinking of though where he said you know I, i'll still love him whatever is that yeah. what you're talking about so Derek carr has his back saying you know listen the guy needs love in a time right now he's got the world hating him you know whatever he gave condolences to the family you know, a really good move by Derek Carr. He's right. I mean, the guy's in a horrible position. But with the quote I was about to say was Derek Carr said that in a group chat with him and Hunter Renfro last night, he sent in a video of him swinging the golf clubs at a Top Golf whatever, and said like, "Oh, any tips on my golf swing?" Like yeah. laughing emoji, whatever. So, he didn't see it. He goes to bed. Next thing he knows, <coughs> he wakes up to the news of obviously rugs in the accident, uh, person involved, dead, DUI, in jail, you know, and, and like, that just really shows you like this, um, how quickly things can change, but they won't change like that on a topic like this. If the most important thing I guess that needs to be say here is don't drink and drive, obviously, um, it's one of the stupidest things you can do. And there's no excuse for anybody to do it, but when you have got the resources that not only do these guys get paid very very well obviously top one percent of the one percent of this country there is the NFLPA offers a 24 7 365 driving surface specifically for uh, if players feel too intoxicated to drive or th- things like that um, specifically if they need to get out of situations or anything like that so there is no excuse for anybody and there's extra no excuse for NFL players, that's really bad. Obviously, somebody loses their life. Uh, he could have died, uh, more people could have been hurt, so it's a very a, bad situation.
1: I, I love those, I, I agree with a lot of things, I disagree with some. Uh, what he said about like the 24-hour driving service, um, chauffeur, whatever you wanna call it, I saw something and it's like, these NFL players get so, get paid so much, and Henry Ruggs gets paid so much that for him to take a 15 to $20 Uber home is like the average American dropping two pennies on the ground. And it kind of shows like responsibility. I mean, the average American. Is so key. The average American, I would say. Um, I mean, not
0: everybody, but I would say the average American could should be using $15 to call an Uber. So, and not everybody, but most people right. should be doing that. And, Nobody should be driving junk either way. You call if you don't have the money to do that, then you call a friend or something. Or you walk. Or you walk. I mean, well,
1: depends how far.
0: I mean, yeah, you can't, you know. But it's, it's I felt it's a sad.
1: I, I felt bad for Henry Ruggs when the story was first released, and then yesterday they released the details, and my sympathy for Henry Ruggs went almost to zero because he was going 156 miles per hour with a loaded gun and talk about human equality, he, oh, you're like, oh my gosh, this great NFL wide receiver was killed. No, he killed just as great of a human being and that person's dog in this accident, who was probably just driving home from a day of hard work. And when you're going 156, twice the amount of legal limit of alcohol consumption with a loaded gun, your intentions were not great, and whatever Henry Ruggs gets his sentence, I think he deserves. Even though um, my roommate said, like, yes, he's young and naive, I think he had bad intentions that night.
0: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of disagree. With, no, there's no disagreeing with the tragedy. There's no
1: disagreeing with him being. Making, I I do it, love what Derek Carr said. Like he went out and said no, he needs love right there's now. There's
0: no room to just. We, like, me and you, um, obviously, we're not technically media, right? We just, this is our second episode of a small podcast. But people in right. general, everywhere, all over the world, are already doing, are already slandering this man. Like, And even if nobody ever said anything, he's sitting in a jail cell right now thinking about exactly what he'd done, thinking about the fact that he was just living one of the best lives you can possibly, as a professional athlete, Your are you have all the money in the world, friends, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. And then just like that overnight literally overnight it just is gone so i'm not me saying i feel bad for henry ruggs isn't me saying that that i don't want that i don't want him to be punished or anything like that because he does he needs to be punished and he needs to obviously learn his lesson however that may be and it's going to be very harsh and deservedly so however just to say somebody with like that promising of a future who i mean this guy didn't pull out a pistol and shoot like. The sad thing is, I really don't believe he's just some crazy monster because that would be much. I don't either because nothing is
1: be, history as shown. That, that would be that.
0: much easier. Be like, all right, go whatever. Like, get like never play again. Go sit yeah. in jail for the rest of your life. You're a monster. Like, I I don't believe this guy's a monster. I believe he made the stupidest choice of his life, and unfortunately, he ended up taking somebody else's life. Which you, there's really no like after that. There's really no way of coming back after that in terms of leading a normal life, NFL, sponsorships, brand deals, team signing you. So that's why I do feel bad because I don't think we need to bring the hammer down on him when everything else has already done so. Um, yeah. But with that being said, horrible decision, don't drink your jive.
1: Last thing, do you want to talk about Odell's situation?
0: I'll get into Odell as a Patriots fan. All right, let's lighten up the mood a little bit. Odell. Come to the Patriots, man. I mean, we've been asking for you for what feels like five years now, and you're playing hard to get, which is fine, and I get it, and I appreciate it because you're much you know, cheaper to pay now than you were a few years ago. But just come on down. It, enjoy Mac Jones prime with him over the next few years as he's coming up in this league. Enjoy
1: the greatest coach of
0: all time. Enjoy Billy B. Enjoy having you're a – You're going
1: to turn me into a Patriots fan, and I'm going to
0: hate you. Enjoy having a great defense – that's going to carry you to win games. Enjoy not having friggin' Baker Mayfield. Enjoy a home Oh,
1: mm-hmm. oh. You said Baker. Sorry.
0: Just come oh, on, my God. Just come on that's down. So gross. So with that being said, it is crazy. And it makes you wonder, like, what's going on in Jarvis Landry's head? Because we know they're boys. Like, you know that they've been good friends forever. I'm sure he's got other friends on the team. Um, and then there's also, like, the bottom, you know, the majority of – every NFL team isn't stars. So I would say like 40 guys on that team, 45 guys on that team are just happy to be on a roster and wouldn't go talk to the coach, like bring him back or like, you know what, I'm still gonna keep my head down, do what I do and play football. And Odell's doing this over here. So I think that's probably what the team's, most of the team's doing when it comes to Jarvis. Baker doesn't seem like he wants it back right now, but, and I think that team's gonna move forward. And I think honestly for them, the quicker they release him, the better. Um, I wanna see Odell
1: on a team. I wanna see him with, on the Pats, bro. Holy with a good young quarterback. That's it. I think it would
0: be fun with the Pats, dude. And people don't realize, like people think, oh, Mac Jones, your boy Colin Coward, low ceiling. Wrong. This guy is High a, floor. This guy is a rookie. Top ten in passing yards, top ten in uh, completion percentage, top like fifteen, sixteen passing touchdowns.
1: You know what those numbers are compared to Baker Mayfield? Better. Better. A lot better. I'd say so. so Baker, exactly could, say? Ba- Baker could throw for 820 yards versus the Bengals, and he will still lose the game. Uh, Does that wrap it up? So Soon, you guys will be seeing clips of the guests coming on. We're so excited. We're really happy that my co-host has some connections that he was able to um, get these two guys on. If A lot of you viewers don't watch Syracuse football, but you will be seeing these guys hopefully in the NFL. You're seeing the guys
0: who you will hear about in the future. Um, Both these guys are awesome. Uh, Unfortunately, we did lose Taj on the team. He's going elsewhere, but we're going to dive into that with him, which I'm super excited about. Um,
1: Two great interviews coming up.
0: So, uh, yeah, two great interviews coming up. See you guys in a minute.
1: Peace out. Four ten.
0: And now we're absolutely thrilled to have on the podcast a guy who goes by the name of Some
1: natives here at Syracuse
0: Of Garrett Williams This man was recruited by numerous D1 schools He committed to Syracuse in August of 2018 and redshirted in 2019 In 2020, Williams became one of the top cornerbacks in the Atlantic Coast Conference After leading the league in passes defended with 12 and recording the most tackles per game by an ACC cornerback 5.8 he was named a Freshman All-American by The Athletic, an honorable mention All-ACC player and led the conference in passes defended.
1: defendant. Absolute tank in
2: the secondary. Yo
1: Garrett.
0: What's going on, man? Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, for sure. This is my uh, co-host Max right here.
1: What's up? We're thrilled to have you on, Garrett. Thanks for coming in.
0: Yeah, so yeah. basically we just got a few questions for you. Um, first thing that I had to start off with was Clemson game last year. I know you probably get this a lot. Uh, picking off Trevor Lawrence, um, taking it to the crib. What was, what was going through your mind there? And if you could just break down that play for me, um, what, what happened there and how you got that one?
3: Uh, I mean, looking back when everything happened so fast, I mean, it was just, we were just in cover three and it tipped off the dude's hand, so when it hit me, it kind of surprised me at first, but then my adrenaline took over, and I was just running, and then when I scored, it didn't really hit me until after the game about what I had just done for real. Yeah, you know, one of the
1: best proce- prospects coming out of um, college since Pain man. and playing against him would be obviously a crazy feeling, but then obviously... Getting a pick six, his only pick six in college career, that would, be, yeah, be awesome. um We, I also was just wondering, like, what's the craziest stadium stadium environment you remember playing in? I guess COVID year last year kind of messed that up. Um, yeah. 2018, 2019, Carrier Dome is obviously a great stadium.
3: It's, it's, it's harder for me because, like, I'm on the defensive side of the ball, so I don't really like. Usually, I'm not paying attention much to how loud it is when the offense on the field. But for this year, even though I wasn't playing, that first the first half of Virginia Tech was probably the loudest. Uh, yeah, you know, I heard so far this year.
1: That stadium gets wild.
3: Yeah, and then probably last year uh, when we played Clemson, when they got the fumble to give them like the go ahead touchdown. It got really, really loud, even though they didn't even have a full stadium. So those are the two that stand out. And Louisville always has a pretty decent crowd too.
1: Yeah. The ACC has some good stadiums for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So on the team in practice, guys, you go up against uh, all the time. Who's the hardest dude to guard on the team?
3: Uh, I mean, I'll say oh, like since I've been here, by far the hardest person to guard, by far was Taj. Yeah. Yeah. Especially last year, I think he did a lot.
0: We got, him, we got him coming on later.
3: Yeah, <laughs> nah, he did a lot for me. He helped me. He made me a lot better player, especially last year, uh, cause I was guarding him all of uh, fall camp. So he made me a lot better. So I'd probably say Taj is probably the best dude I've ever had to guard.
0: And you know, since uh, we're on that topic now, I mean, how do you feel about all that? You know, I guess you're just he's just doing, I guess, what's best for him and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, him, Tommy, Jarvie, and all that, I mean, when it comes to transfers, things like that, I mean, like, we're all real tight, so we all get, like, everybody got to do what they got to do for their own situation, so I don't think anything negative of it.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, what can, can I ask, what's the, what are bi-weeks like? weeks Like, like what, what have you been up to the last couple of days? And also, what's the preparation like for uh, your next game when you have uh, these main days off? By
3: weeks honestly, I feel like by weeks Like, how good or bad they are depends on how your team is playing, going into it. So, like, this year, since we went into the bye week with two really good wins, it's a lot more relaxed and lenient. But then I remember my freshman year, our bye week when we were losing, we were full pads, practice, and things like that. So it really just depends on how you're playing. So I'm a lot lot happier that we're playing good right now because um, it's been a good, relaxing week so far.
0: Yes. so I was looking up uh, some of your highlights and I saw in high school that you would have the ball in your hands a lot. Um, And you were, I mean, you were all over the place. I'm honestly surprised that, you know, because it looked like you could have been offense in college too. Um, So I was going to, I was just wondering if you miss at all carrying the ball and scoring touchdowns and stuff and stuff like that.
1: Being all over the field.
3: Yeah, I mean, scoring touchdowns, I mean, I thought that's the best thing you can do playing football. So, obviously, I miss uh, returning, offense, and things like that. But, I honestly, though, the best touchdown is a defensive touchdown with pick-six and things like that. So, yeah. uh, getting your hands on the ball as a defensive player, I feel like, is one of the best plays you can have. And um, I had it in my hand a couple times last year, and I'm still trying to get it in my hands uh, this year. But, I mean, I have no problem with getting the ball on defense.
1: And... uh tr- just a little thing we kind of noticed going into when you first joined the team, you were number fourteen. Why do you switch to eight? Random uh, question there.
3: Uh, uh, eight was my number. I switched to eight uh, my junior year of high school, and we had just gotten a, we had just gotten the jersey number eight. So I was the first person to wear eight, uh, at my high school, and so then my junior year I had a really good year. Obviously, senior year had a really good year, and I was the second player out of my high school to go D one. So like wearing the number eight kind of turned into like really important thing for me is kind of like a legacy thing in my high school and then just to be able to wear it in college is kind of like for me kind of like taking that next step Uh, in my college journey just being able to say like you get to wear the number you want at the collegiate level which is an achievement in itself
0: yeah exactly like connects you to that kid in high school who's now like look where he's at you know
1: I guess kind also going off of that uh, what made you choose Syracuse because you're getting a lot of offers
0: yeah I was gonna say North Carolina right so where you're from so no NC State Uh, nothing around there
1: not, North Carolina offered me, like, the last two
3: months of, of before signing day, and it really okay. came down uh, between me and uh, – between Syracuse and them. I was actually, like, 95% sure I was going to flip and go to North Carolina. But then um, my recruiting coordinator at the time, okay. Coach Stannard, he, like, flew to my house unannounced, and then, like, we talked for a long time, and he kind of got me to stay afloat. But uh, coming to Houston was really more about just, like, the bigger picture – Um, Coming in, like, I knew that they had – I think when I came in, they had, like, six senior corners, I want to say. And so I knew that I still had a ways to go before I'd be ready to play. So having older guys to look up to was a big thing for me. So having them, and then I already knew about Cisco, who at the time, he just came off of leading the country and, you know, every all the pitch and things like that. And True already was getting talked about. And then not as much then, but then – there were still rumbles of people talking about the potential if he had with his brother being in the NFL. So, like, I saw it as an opportunity to go somewhere and learn from guys, and then I knew that following year, that my retro junior year, that all six of those seniors were going to be gone and that there would be opportunity for me to play early if I just did what I had to do um, to take that position. So, so far, I mean, everything I feel like has worked out how it's supposed to, and uh, the plans worked out well.
0: Yeah, so that pretty much actually just led me right into my uh, next question, the last question we got for you. What was it like playing with dudes who obviously showed that they had what it took to go to the NFL? Like, did you realize these guys were locks to go and make their teams and stuff? Because I know coming out, um, I was reading up about Trill, you know, some of the Dolphins, who didn't, dolphins writers didn't really know, oh, is this guy going to make the team? Obviously, he did. The rest of the guys, if he's out there uh, having pass breakups on Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, stuff like that and uh obviously andre so what was it like just practicing with those guys
3: um i mean it was, uh, it was it's something i'm really thankful for i mean early on as soon as i got on campus you know like their talent their talent kind of just like glared you know they stand out from the rest so being able to really be with them often especially last year always being around them um, i think it did a lot for me personally too because i got to see kind of like how professional players like prepare for games uh, prepare for practice things like that so they're just trying to take the little things they taught me and embed it in myself and then pass it down to the next uh group of players like guys like deuce who are going to be right behind us uh
1: about deuce what's the progress because we we've heard obviously being around campus and going going to the games being big syracuse football fans we've heard um a lot about like this upcoming secondary and uh deuce chestnut what's the Deuce Chestnut, sorry. What's the progression of some of those younger secondary players?
3: Uh, no, they're coming along really well. I mean, Deuce obviously stands out. Right. Because what he's doing right now is really impressive to make big-time plays um, in clutch situations. As a true freshman, you know, I feel like um that's why he's going to be – he's going to get probably every freshman All-American award you can think of. Yeah. Up in the season, he, uh, he just has a natural – Ability to get to the ball. He's just a really confident playmaker. Um, then when I think of guys like Malcolm Fall, yep. guys, they came a long ways from when they first uh, got on campus, you know. So I think with them being able to uh, learn behind me, Jihad, Rob, Justin, Maron, all those guys, I feel like it's going to do nothing but only make them better too.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think that's pretty much all we got for you. And thank you so much. Tell Our Dino. First guest.
1: Thank. We really appreciate you coming on. Tell,
0: tell Dino to give John some burn, okay? <laughs> Sorry? All right, thank you so much, Garrett. Thank
1: you, Garrett. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Now we got Taj Harris uh, coming onto the podcast. This guy is a great wide receiver at Syracuse. He's now entering the transfer portal. In 2018, the former three-star recruit set Syracuse freshman records with 40 receptions and 565 yards. He was named third-team All-ACC in 2020 after totaling 58 catches for 733 yards and five touchdowns. I also want to bring up that in 2018 when he was on the great 15, number 15-ranked 15 Syracuse team. I was there. He was at the Camping Bowl versus West Virginia in which he had four catches for 55 yards and helped leading them to a victory.
0: Welcome in, everybody.
1: Taj Harris watch out for this guy
0: I should have been watching for the jump with you two. fuck it, it. This,
1: this is what that jungle do started thing. what
2: I started anybody want a problem this is my shit tell them if they want a problem I'm from high bridge got a nigga with a shotgun on up in
0: my way. making bitches go Hey, I don't think um oh there you go I can hear you. what's going on man what's going on bro how are you I'm good. What's going on, y'all? Thank you so much for coming on. Um we were so excited the second we started this podcast up, um we definitely knew that we wanted to get you on here, so we really appreciate it. Um so I'm Teddy. It's my co-host Max. Um so first question, obviously just to to address the obvious, um you're moving forward, no longer continuing at uh Syracuse. So basically we just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um Pretty much, when you decided that, and you know what made you come to the realization, maybe it would be better for you to go elsewhere. Uh, I mean, uh,
2: I mean, just that whole situation. I just want. At first, I want to start off by saying thank you, Syracuse, and all that for everything and all the opportunities they gave me. But uh, but I mean, it just it just felt like things was coming to an end there, and I knew like you know once the season started rolling and going on, I knew what was best for my my career going forward and what I wanted to do, and I just felt like. Uh, I wasn't gonna be able to get that shot, like the chance that I wanted to get being at Syracuse. So I knew I had to make a decision. And uh, I mean, when did I, when did I feel like I had to make that decision? When did I make that? I think I, I started, I started reevaluating around the second, second or third game. Started looking how
0: because things, things change in our offense fast. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, it definitely went run heavy um, without Devito in there, and then it's a lot of options, a lot of runs. So. And and
1: we've been watching you pretty heavily the last three years now, right? And we were just like amazed of what you've done like for Syracuse football. And obviously we wish you the best. Um, so your, your, con- your contribution to Syracuse has reached like a lot of people. It's been amazing. Um, looking forward to what you do next for sure.
0: Thank you, man. So um, we saw you, uh, you went to Ole Miss. How was that?
2: It was good, man. I had a real good time, man. I got to meet most of the staff, met some of the players, well, all the right receivers, but most of the players on the team, man. And I really had a good time, man. Matt Carell.
1: What'd you say? Matt Carell.
2: Yeah, I met Matty, man. He's a baller, man. He's a baller. Mm-hmm. Good meeting those guys, though. And
1: a, and a crazy atmosphere.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. That was one of the craziest
0: games I've been to, man.
1: No, crazy. yeah, yeah. It's
0: a whole, yeah, Big South stuff's crazy. So basically, I mean, who else do you got left to go and check out? Uh, well,
2: this weekend, tomorrow, I'm leaving to go check out Kentucky, uh, to visit there. And then after that, I really don't got anything scheduled, but I'll, I'm, everything been delayed for me because I had to get a new state ID and all that. So all my schedule's been pushed back, but I'm starting to get that back in motion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to probably set up about two, two to three more visits after this Kentucky visit. And uh, any schools in particular? Any schools in particular? Uh, nah, I don't know. about yet. I can't get that out yet. But totally not totally
1: respectable. Totally uh, respectable. When
2: yeah, if I yeah. get that up, when I got an idea, I'll definitely holler at y'all, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course. Two, two great schools you're you're visiting there. It's awesome, yes, sir. Um, what was it? I kind of want to go back to 2018. What was it like playing with Eric Dungy, who was obviously in the league for some time? went undrafted with, uh, signed with the Giants, then kind of bounced around, went to the Bengals, um, trying, to, trying to find a spot somewhere. But um, also, yeah, yeah, what was that? What was playing for a quarterback like that?
2: I mean, first all, I want to say, man, Dungy is like a brother to me. We actually had a conversation before he came up to this Boston College game that was just recently passed. But, uh, I mean, seriously, man, true freshman year, that was a movie, man. I'm telling you, it was it was like, Living in the movie, man, it was like, we, we didn't lose. I and mean, when we did lose, it just, it, it, it felt a little different, but I mean, playing with Eric Dungey, playing with that team 2018, that was just a dream come true, you know, especially being a true freshman, you know, first time being able to play college football for things to go how I did, it was just, it was just wonderful, man. I, I really can only explain that by saying it was a movie.
1: Did you have those expectations in preseason? Did you know that team would that be that special and that Eric would? I mean, before I, before I got there, they 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 they
2: were they were a good team, but they I don't believe they were, they were winning. I don't think they had a winning season the season before that. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't I I knew we had a good team just being off the fact that I wasn't starting or playing. So if I'm not playing, we better be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But you no, know, when I got the chance to start playing, I I just knew before the season even started, I got some guys around that's ready to go and it was a, it was the older team already I was the underbelly we had a bunch of good young talent but they had some guys there that was just waiting for guys to come to change the culture and that's what we came here to do man.
1: And then towards that end of the season you had you had quite a bit of playing time am I correct?
2: Yes sir I, I believe I started I, I began to start in the starting lineup the fourth game but if not that the fifth game yeah, but
0: since then, I've been rolling on, man. So how about uh, you still keep in touch with uh, Dante Strickland? Yeah, yeah
2: Strickland, that's my boy, man. Jersey boy, man. He's yeah, I see he's,
0: him. He's I, I starting up that training stuff, so that stuff's all really cool to see. Um, check him out, man. So. He's balling, um, man. Every, uh, so obviously in practice every day you were going up against the same guys. Um, somebody mentioned you in this conversation who we interviewed earlier on the defensive side, but I won't tell you who it is. Uh, who was in practice guarding you like the toughest guy to get open on? Tough guy, uh, I'm not gonna lie, man.
2: When, when, I, first, when I first got to college, it was, they like, they always been good DBs, you know what I'm saying? But uh,
0: dang, just to pick out one of those guys. Who's, that one, who's that one guy around on the island?
2: You gotta pick one. It's five two motherfowl, man.
0: Yeah, see, there's no shame in that. He's out there that, Rick, he's out there guarding Devontae, you know? So. Yeah, that
2: uh it, it's time, but it's hard to y'all make me pick one, man, because I mean uh Chris Frederick, Frizzle, man, he was he was a dog, Trill Will. He was he came in with my class and we was battling it out since two freshmen. And, Y'all know he a dog, you know what I'm saying? And all those guys, you know, put in good work in practice, but and I mean.
1: And all those corners in that room, like the three guys who are now in the league, like Andre Sisco and.
2: And uh, if he is,
1: if if uh, yeah. True.
2: It if I did have to choose one, it was definitely if he
0: gave me, I got some good work out of Ify, man. I really oh, did. Uh, we just got off with Garrett Williams and he said you were the toughest cover. I, I, Garrett, Garrett Williams. Uh, I won't I won't tell him that you didn't tell and say him, but no, nah, he'll
1: see it on the podcast. Not we'll to take not we'll
2: to take anything away from him. Garrett is.
0: No, I'm, I, I'm we're game. kidding, bro.
2: He 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 been a shark since he came into the game, but it was it was just it was just uh you know he played corner when he started getting good reps, not good reps. He always got good reps, but when he started getting more reps on the outside. That's when I moved to the inside, so I didn't really, I didn't really get to match up with Garrett Williams. But that boy straps too, man. Yeah, no, he's he's
0: looking really that, good. <laughs> and yeah. um, so now with the new college rules, everything you're allowed to make money. Uh, do you don't think? Do you have any plans in that department?
2: Yeah, I mean, just 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 being able to have opportunity to go through this recruiting process again, I've been able to have conversations about NIL and everything like that. But I mean, it's. It's definitely some good opportunities that are way ahead for me, man. I can't go yeah, on the team. We're happy. Business. College <laughs> is
1: finally moving towards that. Yeah, yeah
2: me, me too.
0: too. Me, me too. i <laughs> <by too, laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so I kind of touched on, uh, being like ranked number fifteen. Your fr- your true freshman year. Uh, tell tell us about the Camping World Bowl. Camping World Bowl.
2: Uh, that was that was a good that that was something that i really enjoyed you know definitely made me want to get back to another bowl game but you know it's definitely something that 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 showed us like what we could do when we really put hard work in and that's somewhere i believe syracuse could get but wherever i go i'm just trying to put in the work to be able to get in those type of situations even playing college football playoff man yeah
0: exactly i mean that's that's the end goal um so basically, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of all we got. Um, good luck with everything, and hey. Wait,
1: we, f- we do. We do want to touch on what's the father like? Like, congrats! Oh yeah,
0: daughter. congratulations!
2: Oh man, it, uh, I mean, you y'all you, you probably heard it all the time, man. People say they have kids; it's the best thing to ever happened to them. Right. I truly can see too, man. I, I just, I'm actually about to go 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 pick him up real quick. But he, he he's he changed my life already, man. Since Perfect they, timing,
1: they, I, then. I, I said perfect timing,
2: then. Nah, definitely, man. He definitely changed my life already. And then, and then, last
0: thing. Actually, you got any more music dropping?
2: Of course, man. Oh yeah. no,
0: man. You wanna plug it? You wanna plug it real quick?
2: Yeah. Well, what, what like some songs I got coming out? Yeah, you know, like yeah. That? Somewhere we can people can go listen to it. Listen to it. I mean, yeah. Uh, you, I got, I got SoundCloud. That's what most of my music is, because, you know, I, I I, mean, I love making music, but, you know, that's more like a hobby. But I, I, I drop music all the time. I got a lot of music on SoundCloud. You can go look me up on Uno. I got some music on uh, Apple Music, but not that much. But next month, December, I'm going to be dropping a whole mixtape. So I'm going to have some good music coming
0: out, man. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. I was listening on your Instagram story. It's great.
0: Yeah, that will be bumping here, I can promise you. Hey, too, my boy.
1: Taj, wherever you end up, we're thankful for what you did at QS, and we wish you the best of luck. Can't wait to see you in the league. Thank Thank you, my boys. boys. Thank Thank you. you. All right, see you soon, Taj. All right, hit me, man. All right,
0: thank you so much to Garrett and Taj for coming on. That was awesome content. Um, We really look forward to that, and good luck to Taj, and especially congratulations to him on the kid. Um, And go check out his music. That's Uno on SoundCloud. Um, Yeah. Keep an eye on those
1: boys on the field until they make it to the league. Speaking of the league. Speaking of the league. Oh boy. Next week, we got, we got a podcast coming for you. Let's just say, former Super Bowl champ, New England Patriot, NFL quarterback on the show. What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? Nothing. Let's fucking go! 410, out.